Welcome to our daily Bible reading on this Tuesday morning in the time of Advent. We're in the 12th of December, and uh, our Ad Advent devotion for today focuses in on Psalm 45. Again, the clothing uh, we're looking at, and this is uh, in particular the clothing of the king. So this is one of the one of the beautiful things about the Psalms is the Psalms are so unique. I brought that up yesterday about all the different emotions that are brought up, uh, struggles that are brought up, joys that are celebrations that are brought up in the Psalms. This one, the psalm says, uh, in the introduction of the psalm, this is a royal psalm. Uh, in particular, it's a love song. Uh, love song in the sense of uh, recognizing God's love for us. And that's why the writer writes this. We're not sure who it is who actually writes this. Uh, it's one of the sons of Korah. We're not sure who that is for sure. Uh, maybe one of the priestly family or something like that uh, aren't able to, uh, to connect that. It's meant to be sung for, such as for the choir master. Master, According to the lilies, Amashko, again, we don't know for sure what that means. Probably some kind of musical notation on how it is to be sung uh, and things like that. But the beauty of that is it shows you just the complexity of those who wrote back at this time. Again, I know I keep bringing this up, but we tend to think of people in the past as like cave people and, you know, really weren't very intelligent. No, that's not the case. They were making music on many instruments that they had made by that time. Uh, the Psalms are songs. That's what Hebrew word for song. Uh, they're singing these songs. Uh, that's why sometimes today when we, when we, instead of reading the Psalm, we chant the Psalm. They put it to music. Something to, something to it about putting something to music uh, just makes it stick home even more. And, and uh, uh, yesterday in, in the sermon for, for Mindy, I really wanted to sing that song that I brought up in the sermon. I am a C. I am a CH. I'm a CH. It's one thing to say it, it's another thing to sing it. So here's a, here's a song, but a song of love to God. Because remember, God is love. All love comes from God. The love I have for my wife, the love I have for my children, <clears throat> the love I have for you that you have for me is something that first comes from God. Uh, when, when you think about true love, you don't think about love story or, or, uh, or it doesn't really come, originate from that. God's the one. All the way back to the beginning, God loved us so much he created this world. He knit us together. He forms Adam. He, he, he uh, makes the whole world for, uh, for us and puts us in there as caretakers. He's really the author of love. So our response then is to love him. Uh, we love him because he first loved us. When you think of Christ coming into the world, you know, how ingenious of God to, to help us to fall in love with him right away. Who can't love a baby, right? You, you don't see that. Uh, in, in any normal situation where a mother has a child and then doesn't want that child. Uh, not in a normal situation. There's a mother who falls in love with that, a mother who goes, who's willing to go through all the pain of childbirth and then sees that baby and forgets about it all and actually has more children following that. Um, so there, you just see that kind of that theme of love all through here. But don't lose the theme also of kingship. We're talking to the one who is our king, who is our master, who is our Lord, the one who truly rules. And that's huge for us uh, in, in any time uh, because we get tricked by, by evil in the world, by Satan's power, by sin's power, by, by our enemies that we have in the world to think that they're more powerful. No, you and I worship, we sing love songs, uh, we sing royal uh, psalms to the one who is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And even when Jesus comes into the world, um, uh, he's proclaimed as one who is the uh, King. Um, so obviously he reigns in a different kind of way uh, than we would think. His power is a, is a greater power. And uh, his power, Jesus shows to us in his love and in his power over Satan when he, when he dies on the cross and he defeats him by rising from the dead. But here's, a, um, here's very, uh, very definitely a, a royal psalm. So my heart overflows, verse 1 says, 
with a pleasing theme, I address my verses to the king. My tongue is my, my tongue is like a pen of a ready scribe, so I'm ready to write about that. And that really ought to be on our lips too, as as we wake up every morning and sing praises to our God as we as we go through our day. I'm looking out the window here, beautiful blue sky in the in the wintertime here. No no trees on the leaves so I can see even further across. Um, we ought to be praising him and thanking him for that. Um he is um uh, he is the most handsome, uh, but notice also this king is one who, who uh, uh, and that's what a good king does, he reigns in power. Look at verse 3, gird your sword on your on your thigh, O mighty one in your splendor and majesty. Why do we need that? Because we do have an enemy out there. He's, he's got to fight, fight this enemy. We need him to fight him, uh, fight him for us, and indeed he does. He does do that. Um, how do we know it's talking about God? And how do we know in particular it's talking about Jesus Christ? He says, verse 6, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. Never known a king or any kingdom that's last forever and ever. Remember, they rise and they fall, every single one of them. Uh, but his kingdom is one that lasts forever. And then we know that he's talking about Jesus because in verse 7, he says, Therefore God, your God, has anointed you. That word anointed is where the word Messiah comes from or the word Christ comes from. And he's, he's that anointed one. And here's where the clothing part comes in. It says, verse 8, your robes are all fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. In other words, there's a, um, there's a beautiful scent to what he does. There's a, there's a uh, as, as the devotion brings out, um, a smell that reminds us that he is truly who he is. He is, he is sweet smelling to us because he is sweet smelling because we're the recipients of his love. We received his grace and his mercy. That's an aroma. That's a sweet smelling thing to us. So what are we supposed to do? Verse 10 says, um, kind of switches it over to us. Hear, O daughter, and consider and incline your ear. Uh, we are the bride of Jesus Christ as the church. We are we are the daughter. We're his, we're his bride. And what's he do to us? Look at verse 13. All glorious is the princess of her chamber with robes interwoven with gold. In many colored robes she is led to the king. Um, that's us. That's the church. That's the picture of us. That's who we are to Jesus Christ. That's how much he loves us as the perfect husband who loves us as his as his bride. And of course, he gives his life for us. And that's where you really tie it into, uh, into Christmas, into, uh, into the life of Jesus Christ. So beautiful poetry, uh, kind of lifting our eyes up out of the... The, the struggles that we that we see in this life and reminding us who the king is and then yeah just right after this comes psalm 46 which is god is our fortress god is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble that's the kind of king that that you and i worship um so keep in that word uh, i know we're doing seven days a week but it's a good thing to do and uh and god bless you as you continue in advent to remember the king that we continue to wait for as he comes again and, and as we are faithful to him every single day, uh, waiting in anticipation for him to come, but waiting with great hope and peace. God bless you as you read.